and that's not the first time steam has scared me on the bathroom josh's bathroom is so flipping cold that when you do a whiz <laughs> like it's so much steam right but i don't really feel the cold that much so i don't know maybe that's just, that's just a bathroom go pee and this steam rises up i thought it was on fire i was like oh no but so yeah that twice in my life I had to do my business and Steve has scared the living dead out of me. Exciting stuff. <laughs> Is that the intro for the next one? <laughs> yes. So I was doing a wee. So I was doing a wee. <laughs> that has to be in. Basically, the term is Christian apologetics is a branch of Christian theology that defends Christianity against objections. So you can't really argue against that, can you? It's just a conversation. Say that again. Um, Christian apologetics is a branch of Christian theology that defends Christianity against objections. Yeah, but you say it's the way forward. Yeah, because if you think about it, right? All society is is arguments at the minute. Right, for, as a reference, I'm... Uh, Pressing on Ben's idea that the way forward is apologetics. In terms of um, uh, Junior! Yes, because like society today is all. The testimony, Ben! My testimony. No. Anyway. Society, well, yeah, I did become a Christian actually through Christian apologetics. Um, but society today is all arguments and objections and criticisms and, you know, it's just everything is everything. Oh, no. And like, that's what it is now and that's what it was the past 20 years. It's not the future. I hope it's not the future. Well, as in the, as in the way forward in terms of. Um, Proclaiming, proclaiming the gospel because like you know with Billy Graham and all like we use these huge big rallies and there's so many people there whereas sort of now we're forced to have these one-to-ones all the time I think especially with young Christians like Josh me and you in school we're debating non-stop not necessarily about God all the time but like it's the same sort of stuff <laughs> pretty useless stuff more like but um, but like you know that's that's just it's just how it is Um if you have somebody who says, I mean, what what is it? Um, living waters. A great comfort. Okay. This man, I but love that guy. He's great. Have he has wee dogs. So cute. Mate, have you seen the banana man? Have you Do you seen, know what that is? Yes. The banana man. The banana man. It's not the beano. Oh, <laughs> what a throwback! <laughs> um, but just no. <laughs> anyway, just on that, just on um, your man. Every time Eric eats a banana. Is not it? Yeah, banana man. Every time Eric eats a banana, he's every like, time who? Eric is not his name. Eric, banana, banana oh, man. Maybe. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah. So if you have you seen? I thought you were talking about Ray Comfort. I was like, <laughs> no, that's, his name's not Eric. His name's Ray. <laughs> uh, he's such a he's such a cool guy. And he, the, have you seen the Atheist Delusion? It's a yes. movie. It's a, yeah. It's so good. I've seen it like twice. It's is this one of Ray Comfort's compilations? Yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie on. But it's like his compilation of yeah, asking yeah, people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically it's a movie, and I, I sent this to a few, a few atheist friends of mine as well. Um, and uh, it's really good. It's an hour long, and that's all, that's all sort of apologetics right there. This this having a debate 
you know this right, I mean like Ray Comfort he's the the part of him that makes him successful is not the apologetics part of it right he puts his strategy is right putting the fear of God in you right the fear of the Lord is beginning beginning wisdom takes him through the ten commandments right Mm. bam 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 he takes him to the sermon on the mount right if he ever looked in a woman with lust has committed on in her right and then they're like whoa yeah that's that's an apologetic that's an, that's that's making an apology. That, that's not. Um, that's this this bam 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 as you said. No 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 no. He's not he's not inflicting a rational argument on them. He's inflicting an emotional argument on them. Okay, it's not a. No one's like no. No one's like oh well, tomb two is four. Yeah. And you know do all this math. And but, say, oh right, Christianity. Well yeah, but that's what he. But, that's what I would I would argue that is what sort of he does with his especially it comes to mind when he talks about um jesus you know taking your place or are, are you sent have you ever have you ever stolen have you ever downloaded movies on, on illegally or stuff like, like it gives examples and they go oh yeah like yes. he's very good at that yeah but like all those people like they do make an objection you know you know no i'm not a christian so i know i'm an atheist or an agnostic or and they yeah, all have, like, they right, have their reasons for that the, the, the important part about that is Right. One, it's like it's not a rational argument; it's an emotional argument, right? And two, um, the thing that like uh, the people he's talking to are most impacted by, uh, it's not it's not the argument; it's the fa- like part, like a lot of you would seen a bunch of his videos. It's like th- these guys, these people he's gone up to are really touched. This random yeah. guy showed an act of love and kindness. He went up to the, the maybe they're like feeling down they're like really lost in their life right and they're just like hoping that just to meet someone and then right out of the blue right mm. comfort and they, they talk about that and it's like i was like this is strange i was I, I was is, i was like wanting to find someone and then here you are his second name is comfort like you know and <laughs> i comfort i comfort you middle name banana yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, i guess in terms of on a more personal note, I, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, let okay. me just hold that thought, right? The fact that he came up to them in pure love and kindness, right? Wanting to help them, be their friend, right? And seriously caring about them. That's not apologetics. Yeah, well, I think, well, apolog- apologetics does not, it's not a section. Like, the apologetics follows the whole Bible just like Ray has been doing. You know, like, apologetics is not bits and bobs of it's just a different ideology uh, apologetics is what um proclaiming jesus to be nowadays um or proclaiming the word of god like uh for example um i became a christian through apologetics through a guy called jeff durbin who, who started a video who started a, a church called apology do you know who jeff durbin he's awesome he's guy. got quite a beard it's the most beautiful beard i've ever seen and he's a martial artist. You have a nice beard too, Josh, by the way. Thank you. I like I'm you sorry, Josh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, you know, and it, it, all he was saying was out mm. of love and grace and kindness and, very, and lots of it was very similar. The only, the only difference is um, Ray, Ray does not um, pick apart a person's argument and analyze it. Ray, as you said, goes up to them and comforts them <laughs> like he goes up to them and explains everything he, he, to them. he, proposes, he doesn't come up and go this is all the things you're wrong with he yes. goes this is all the things 
that, you that I know this is my proposal to you is that if there is a God and you've done all these things, you've broken all his laws, mm. then you're going to have to face the wrath. Mm. And do you want mm. to face that wrath sort of thing? Um, and they go, whereas, no. And then yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Whereas I think apologetics is... Not to say that apologetics can't be that, but to me, my understanding of apologetics is that it's a lot more scientific. It's mm. a lot more going through, as you've said, the rationalizing it and making it sort of, this is why Christianity, because mm. X, Y, and Z, I think, is it, uh, it John Lennox, isn't it? Yes. He does a lot of that, I think. Mm. And so I think there's... A, yeah, but even John Lennox, right? You can... Mm-hmm. He's got like he's a very smart guy, right? Yeah. But um, <laughs> professor of <laughs> mathematics in Oxford. Yeah, obviously he's a smart <laughs> guy. He's right? relatively smart. <laughs> just like just one would pinch. say, he's above average in intelligence. Yeah, one would one would say one could describe him as that. But um, yeah, he talks about stories. Like my favorite stories of him aren't his rational rational stories. <laughs> it's my favorite stories of when he's on this. He gets called to go to Russia, of all places. Russia? Why is he going to Russia? He's like, right, I'm going to Russia. Okay. Okay, John, bye. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and he's on this train. Or he, well, uh, I don't know if I think that's in the end. He, he, um, he talks to these Russian... Uh, I know this story, I think. Mathematics people, mm-hmm. mathematicians, right? And they're like, amazed because they're obviously Russia, right? Modern-day Russia with the Soviet Union they're like brought up in atheism mm. right mm-hmm. and then they're like they're like gossiping like well how I might be getting this wrong but like it's something like this they're like gossiping like how can this man I thought I thought uh, I thought religion and God was like purely just not it was just like some uh, would call it the working man's I thought it was just I thought it was just like stupid kind of like yeah. why is why were they even in trouble mm-hmm. and then they make this like brilliant man who's like has a, an amazing faith and like oh right and then he goes and he's on a train and there's like some Russian people on the train and they start talking and they he talks starts talking about Christianity or something and um, he has this had this book or something right which he got some like specific way he got this Russian bible right mm-hmm. and he gave it to that person and the person was like amazed because they were like they never like had an actual bible before mm-hmm. no less in their own language and it was such a specific series of events that led him to that dream yeah and he doesn't he doesn't like he doesn't like have a way to explain that he's yeah. just he just talks about that he was invited to russia because of his renown and his yeah, yeah, no. Like, so he was invited through his conversations with various people, that then brought him his fame. But in terms of uh, you said, uh, in terms but, of but like the Bible, in terms of success, like I think Christians, as Christians, we define what's successful to us is not internet like, uh, like celebratory effects um, and things like that. What success to us is at least one person came to faith who we got to witness to that's a success in Christian um, points of view not like you're ticking all the boxes in 
an atheist argument where oh wait he said this so I'm going to automatically go to and mm-hmm. um, sort of this so he's like oh he talked about the beginning of the universe okay well then let's talk about the uh, Genesis story okay so he's talked about uh, evolution right, let's go back and it's sort of this back and forth cycle he talked about historical fact checkers <laughs> and he goes and talks about how the, the Bible was translated and stuff and talks about the resurrection of Christ talks about how Who's Christ came to 500 people I'm just talking about this is how apologetics works when an atheist brings up a point we then counter that point with a point of our own and once they're done it's sort of this ticks until basically you both run out of juice and one of you says so do you see what I mean and the other one goes yes I no. do <laughs> but this is the biggest thing though this is why apologetics I think this is one area in apologetics doesn't seem to account for apologetics is so modern apologetics I should say modern apologetics is so logical that the problem with unbelievers is not a problem of facts or science or logic because I, I, you could go through you could go through that I mean what does Ray Comfort do at the beginning he brings a book and he goes do you want to look through that book and then mm-hmm. they go yeah and he goes I want you to see the pictures I want you to see the writing no what if I told you that that book was created by itself? What if I told you that book was always there? Why, why would you not believe me? And they would go, oh, because I can see the, the author's name, I can see the colors, I can see the, obviously this had been created. And then he goes, well, look at DNA, look at the stars, look at the tree over there. Is that not more detailed, more intricate than this puny book? Why is that then suddenly appeared itself? That's an apologetic. Yes. Yeah, so he starts off that way. So they captivate- No, I'd say, I, don't, I don't think that's the future. Well, the, the reason they were talking about, I don't think that's the highest thing we should be aiming for. It's in, no, but like in this. it's not. It's not the future. I know. I'm saying like, well, it's not the highest thing. Apologetics. Right. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> when in a podcast, <laughs> and all the person hears is, "Do you know what I'm talking about?" But yeah, but like you obviously disagree with me. So, but like, like, what do you think? Do you know what I'm talking about? Right? Like, a podcast I think? should not be the future. Yeah, I don't want. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Like, I think apologetics is important. We gotta yes. lay out the grounds for it. Is it future? I'm not negating apologetics. Yeah. I'm saying I, it should be I a lower tier to what we're putting it right now. Um. I guess like I think apologetics is a big part of it but I don't think that is the ultimate like thing I think so you preach the gospel is like the command and then we have how we do that we can do that through apologetics Uh, we can do that through Sunday morning sermon we can do that through five day club with kids prayer there's endless ways you can do that is apologetics the future I think it might be a big part of it. Is it the be all and end all? I can't say. Like, who's to say we're even going to be here tomorrow? Like, the Lord could come back, and I hope um, so. There's, there's, <laughs> there's no need for apologetics once He comes back. But um, yeah, I think it is an important he's part. Break up there. So how do you know we can see the God? <laughs> well, there? I think, well, <laughs> even I think, I think definitions. Time. I think definitions are a thing here, right? Okay. In every conversation you have, and if they disagree, the moment you respond to that disagreement is an apologetic. That's just that's just basis, all right? Yes. But in today, I do right, not think it should be the most potent thing we should be like, aiming for. 
the, uh, apologetics is not trying to win people over. It's trying to win hearts over. It's about not trying to convert somebody's entire change of mind by first destroying them intellectually. That's not the way of apologetics. It's something Christians fall into and actually uh, and get enjoyment in destroying people. That's not Christian attitude. That's not Christian thinking. It's about actually just planting a seed. You know, it's like, oh wait, actually, I didn't think of that before. That's what, that's what Ray Comfort does. He's like, well, this book didn't create itself. Why should that tree? And then, mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh, well, I didn't think of that. I gotta think of that. That's that's all it takes. Right. But you know, Ray Comfort. When, when, what I mean, what I mean about A's apologetics of future. All right. I said that in the context of what the future is going to look like. What will the future look like, Ben? Everything is just going to like be accepted. Literally, every, like the future is like, do whatever you want as long as it doesn't hurt anyone. So if you say, believe in Jesus or you'll go to hell, that's going to be a big no-no to say in society. You can't tell. That's going to hurt them. Ah, freedom of speech is gone. You know, like, I think apologetics is something needed because we, we, need, we are in a time that is so emotional. I'm saying We're we so, need apologetics. I agree with you. Yes, uh, but... I think like what you said about the future, like it's not that the be on end all is to utterly smash people intellectually. The be all and end all is to witness and to bear testimony as Christians. This is our duty mm-hmm. to proclaim the word of the Lord. You oh, can do that any way you want. As long as your heart is true and you're a Christian, you can do that. I just find that apologetics is to me a really good starting point because it kits you out with a lot of things. A book I would, um, a book I would recommend is called, by, is called Tactics by Gregory Kukul. It is all about um, how to engage in conversation with non-believers, and it's like it's like a series of steps that you can you can say. And then also, I like to quote Frank Turek, who said, who like begins every conversation with a non-believer. If Christianity was true, would you be a Christian? Now they either say yes or no. If they say yes, then you can go ahead and make an apologetic. You can go ahead and give them all the facts and the science and say, well, look, this is this, that, and that. Then you can have a really logical intellectual debate because they're up for a logical intellectual debate because they said, yes, I would believe in Christianity if it was true. So then there's, that's where apologetics come in. But if their answer was no, no, I wouldn't be a Christian, even if Christianity was true. That's not, you could tell them all the facts and all the science in the world. And they still, well, obviously, because their answer is no. Um, so automatically, then that's a heart problem. That's a problem. That's a, that's something that you need to stick at. That's not going to be a single day conversation in no way, shape, or form. Um, I'm nine times out of ten. It's because um, something happened to them, like their say their granny passed away, and then that's just when they started to not believe in God anymore, or the fact that their parents brought them up believing in God the same way one would, would believe in Santa Claus. I think that's a very big part with um, Christianity nowadays. Oh. Like, or sorry, believing in God nowadays, people just grew out of it. Um, once it's a problem of the heart when they say no that's when apologetics is not like not used but it's, it's saved you know it's like okay obviously this person's not going to have an intellectual conversation it's going to be an emotional conversation yes and what do you think the majority of people have a intellectual problem or a heart problem heart problem right this is what I'm talking about how do you soften someone's heart hmm? how does one soften you don't yes God does mm-hmm and but like what right if Ray Comfort was a massive asshole right <laughs> people wouldn't listen to him yeah. crucial word F just to clarify <laughs> yeah it's very nice if, yeah, second name's Comfort cross like really stubborn and arrogant mm-hmm. then they yes. wouldn't yeah right. why is that because people 1 Corinthians 13 
Isn't it First Corinthians 13? Maybe. Let me clarify that. It, yeah, First Corinthians 13. If Ray Comfort was a massive asshole, he would not uh, have the effect he does. That's what it says. Exactly. Do you th- do you think because I like apologetics, I'm a massive asshole? No. <laughs> <laughs> I do think you're a massive asshole uh, for different, no. different reasons. But I think that's um, 1 Corinthians 13 is correct, I got it. Um, it's the way of love, and it's like, suppose, like, if I speak in the tongues of men and the angels, uh, yes. but yeah. I have not love, I'm nothing but a noisy symbol. Pretty much. So, no matter how intellectual you can be, if you come across arrogant in any way, if you come across if you don't not lovingly, love. yeah, then no one's going to listen to you because. Mm-hmm. They're yes. not gonna. That is yes. a key passage. In, yeah. Like honestly, that I I I was reading that one a few days ago actually. Um, like, I think we've got that up on our Instagram. Yeah, it it's so like key this mm-hmm. this idea of love, um, but like you see you know what James talks about like oh congratulations even the demons you know oh, yeah, yeah. you know there is a set standard that we need to fulfil as Christians there is a set amount of intellectual ability that we need to have yeah right if there's a big pyramid hierarchy of importance right i'm saying love would be at the top of that mm-hmm. yep and logic based arguments would be like three or four or something don't ask me about two i was just gonna say what's two well know. yeah i like i do like that picture of this sort of pyramid of um um what witnessing this sort of um, idea of what witnessing is I think I, I, I mean I learn better via example not via sheets of paper telling me what to do and what not to do um, mm. and because of God we do have an example we have Jesus Jesus spoke in metaphors all the time I love my metaphors um, and you know when Jesus was not afraid to you know pin down whatever the Pharisees were saying you know like the, the, the really the one that sticks out is he who is without sin shall cast the first stone like, that's like a boom hard hitting you know you're like ah and then they all just walk away one by one starting with the eldest like they just ooh he's got this you know this this sort of idea like Jesus did not set out to completely demolish them like that was a demolishing moment but that's not that was not Jesus' intention you know, Jesus is not intentionally like, oh, you know, watch this, disciples, I'm about to wreck this man's whole career. You know, like, he didn't, he didn't decide to do that. And I think there's that perfect example that we must have. Um, metaphors, I find, especially in my, um, in my trying to witness, metaphors just work so incredibly well. It's because parables are an understanding of um, human life. Um, Again, our, I keep going back to this dragons episode. That is a metaphor for um, humanity. This is, and then obviously God being, I guess, the author. So it's more than metaphor. Yeah. Well, yeah. Of course, it's a more than a. But all metaphors obviously have a different meaning. It's just how you use them. Like I, you think of a metaphor like a sword, right? Like whatever moment you need that sword you know like you will choose the correct sort of metaphor for it or whatever like say you're cutting carrots you're not going to use a sword you're going to use a little knife so you're going to use like a simple metaphor but if you're like in this really big intellectual argument i find that metaphors in mixed with apologetics and obviously love this love is the key ingredient um with that select sort of so i would say yeah so um what did i say love apologetics and um, metaphors I find you mix them all together I find that that can be a very helpful and beneficial 
argument and statement. Um, and whether, as we go back to the heart um, issue, if it's a problem with the heart or a problem with the mind, you can only access somebody's heart if they open their mind to you. You know, your mind is, a, is, a, is, a, is the armor of the heart. Mm, I don't think so. No? Why? Mm. Well, uh, let, me, let me explain it further. I, uh, nobody just... It's very rare that people walk around with their heart on their sleeve and open up to everything. Somebody needs to have... Individuals have a certain level of decorum and intelligibility to um, obviously protect their heart because you don't want to be an open book all the time. You know, that sets you up for hurt. It sets you up for, you know, grief. The people logically know when to say things and when not to say things concerning matters of, of the heart. You know, nobody's going to go up to you and say, I'm like, like some random person's going to just say, oh, I'm really having a tough time. I'm actually being really depressed and stuff. Like you're just standing in queue for your McDonald's. Like nobody's going to do that. Well, let me tell you a story. Oh, okay. Right. Fishing boat. Out at sea, right? Very dangerous, right? One of the most dangerous jobs. Back when. Fisherman, right? And of course, it's Australia thing, right? These, these fishermen go out, right? And uh, one, there's there's two, right? Two boats, right? Not affiliated with each other. One's got like a camera crew on it, right? Doing some TV show. And they look at this other boat. One man's on the outside of the boat, like hanging on to something, like trying to cut something loose. Big wave, he's gone, right? Vanished. In these waters, it's so cold, you can die within like two minutes, right? Mm. Hypothermia sets in, you die, right? Two fishermen. Two fisher boots, far off, middle of nowhere, right? They don't know this man. They're like, this is the most dangerous job in the world. He's he could he most likely will die, right? Most likely, ninety percent chance he's going to die. Mm-hmm. What do these fishermen do? The camera crew, they they immediately without thinking, they stop fishing, they turn the boats, they go towards this boat in the direction where they think they've seen the guy last, mm-hmm. and they pull him out, and the strip off his clothes off and put blank blankets on them, right? Mm. So he wouldn't die, right? He's not he's not completely out of it yet, right? He could still die. What does Captain do? He's never met this man before in his life. He doesn't know his name. He hasn't he hasn't even talked to him, he hasn't seen him for over a minute. He comes down and he gives a big hug and they're on tears. Mm. Where was the intellectual argument there? Oh, I'm glad you asked because the key thing about this is circumstance. That's the key thing. Of course, someone, you, 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 there's a chance of saving a life or witnessing a life pass on. That's really, that's really quite something, right? I'm not saying like, oh, like you, you, you know, when when that person's close to death, if somebody's on their deathbed, and you sit down and go, "Why are you an atheist?" Yeah, that's not going to be very helpful. <laughs> They've like you know, thirty seconds left. You're going to tell them as much as you can about the, the saving grace of God and how it, there's, a, there's an eternity of happiness waiting for you if you just listen to me. You know, like, so yeah, I, I agree with you that apologetics and, and you know that apologetics has its place. But of course, of course, of course, it's not in every area. Mm-hmm. As you said, there is circumstance. If somebody was, if you were, if you were, if you were to say out preaching, you know, you had a megaphone like, um, um, like was it 
Brooklyn Baptist or something like that. I forget what it's called. Called Free Does It Now down at the Georgia State University. Yeah, like you know, you've just got this megaphone and all these t- people are like talking to you and stuff, right? And then one student, right, asks you quietly, "Can I speak to you in private?" And then, okay, you finish up, you can speak to them in private. You can go and get coffee, go one to one, and they just like break down. Like he's just and he's gone. Of course you're not gonna go. Well, it's because you're an atheist. Let me tell you why atheism is wrong. It's not like, of course you're not gonna do that because love is the key ingredient. You you approach that with love, and I think love was felt in that story that you've just said. And look, you've told a story which is what, like what Jesus did. You know, there's 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 a story in order to help us to understand different points of views. Um, very touching story in which, of course, apologetics I think will be the farthest um, you've ever you've, you've ever seen, but. If that person passed away, right, and then there's, there's the boat home, okay, and um, what if one of the fishermen was say, like, or say like you were praying with the person and, and until they passed away, and somebody was like, I don't know why you were doing that. There's nothing I'll be on there because of his grief, obviously, and because of the emotion. And you're just like, why would God do that? Why would God take that person away? Which is very common. Then I believe then that's a perfect incidence of love, apologetics and emotional reasoning so I think it's not so much uh, an argument of where to put apologetics because apologetics will go where apologetics fits and it takes an emotional uh, a set amount of emotional intelligence to understand when and where to use apologetics and I think that's uh, it was a, it was a really good story and a perfect example um, of that you know so just what the conclusion of what I'm saying is going back to the whole yes and no yes if Christianity is true revision, no if Christianity is true revision. it takes logical intelligence and emotional intelligence hand in hand wrapped up in love in order to witness in modern society today I think because it's the exact same honestly it's the exact same back in back in the uh, biblical ages people had disagreements people had arguments and yet people still are becoming christians everywhere and i think we have to find confidence and be encouraged by that and just pray and ask god for wisdom and the ability to continue to speak in a way that he gave us gifts so we will use those gifts to glorify him you know so i i guess that's what i'm saying i'm neither i i think you have successfully um changed my mind in the fact that oh apologetics is the future but you've also made me realize that apologetics is a piece in a in a bigger puzzle yes yeah and i think that's a main source of it right so is it the future no is it part of the future yes yeah obviously it's part of the future obviously but i want i want i want to i want to make you understand how big of the part of the future should be that is love. Right? So, anyway, what is what is Jesus, man? Jesus is uh, God's son, God incarnate. He died for our sins. He's your savior of the world. Right. So he's and my best friend. So he exists hey. in the, both the. Uh, <laughs> your best friend too, my man. And yours, Josh. So he's he's the he's the thing that unites heaven and earth. Okay. Yes. He's the process. The he unites heaven and earth. And. Like when heaven and earth un- unite, that that sums up what love is supposed to be. Okay. So when I say love, I'm talking about 
the thing that makes Jesus who Jesus is, unite the uniting of heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when I even like think about apologetics, it's like you know, a completely different, completely different level. The no love in apologetics. No, I'm just saying like comparing the importance of both, right? Okay. Yeah. It's like. It's like just you know you know but it's like what it's like I can't even get the words out. Well, I, I I find it I find it difficult to understand that with love only. That um like if you uh, we we can we give we we made this sort of ingredient with love, um, apologetics and uh, emotional intelligence a set level of emotional intelligence however uh, way you want to convey that I think in using that that's just, that's just sort of you know that's, that's a sentence. It's a few sentences, it's a paragraph in a dialogue. Um, but if you only have love, like it's like the opposite of, of Corinthians. If you go and tell people but you have no love, then you're just a cl- ganging, cl- cl- yeah, banging symbol, okay? Mm-hmm. But what if you only have love? You don't understand what love is. I, I do understand what love is. Love should encompass encompass everything. Yes, that's the including that's... the way you use pot apologetics. Yeah. Okay. When I say love is the thing that like brings unites heaven and earth, mm-hmm. that's the entirety of heaven and the entirety of earth. So love. That's is... it's not like oh we just show love, right? Well, yeah. Love is love is like just like as. God, God. I, I can't even, again. I can't put it into words, right? So like you like uh, show kindness to someone, right? Mm. You care about them, right? You provide for them, you give them an ear to listen uh, to yeah. them, right? You help them up, right? Expecting nothing in return, mm. right? Out of sheer charity, okay? Mm. You know, you want the best for them, expecting nothing in return, okay? Mm. Like it's not like love is in the, in the if you're like the way you've like described love it's like this and it's just only in heaven right it's all in your head right you just I just love people you know well though no, but like it's got this earth aspect it's the united of heaven with earth right yeah. love has action to it okay but yeah I mean what is what's what's the Bible say is the greatest act of love is for one friend to die for, is for somebody to die for their friends Jesus himself died for us his friends. He loves us. Uh, in our episode about the four loves of C.S. Lewis, agape is literally charity. This idea of loving others at no um, and, and no reasoning to gain any love back. We love unconditionally to the our spouses, our our um, our children. God loves us unconditionally as Christians, but yet. Um, there's obviously as we talked about in our previous episode um, you know the justice of God like I'm not in no way shape or form I said oh love everyone I think that's that's that's, that's shallow love that's not at all um, that's, 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 that's that's merely the surface of a deeper ocean um, and but you see the thing is though when you look at the ocean all you see is the surface you don't see anything else beneath the waves. You don't see the fish, the whales. You don't see the life that love can bring. And as Christians, we have to show that sort of surface to draw in a curiosity to then, once we have piqued people's curiosity, 
who's Jesus? Oh, I mean, I want to know Jesus is what's that whole Jesus story about? Actually, I have, uh, I already have some views about God, um, but you say different things. Please let me tell you that. Dive right into the ocean, big man. <laughs> like we as Christians, yes, demonstrate and embody. Must demonstrate and embody love, but must also be prepared for the yes. situations. Yes, but. The the apologetics only comes up every now and again, all right? Okay. The love should never cease. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Amen to that, brother. Like, hundred percent love. I mean, love is unending. God being love. First uh, John one, like, the word was God and God was love, and like, you know, it's you can't fathom it, and that's why I describe it as an ocean. You know, um, like. Love like as when I, endless. God created the world to love. We love because He first loved us. Love is key in everything that we do as Christians. It is our duty. Was it God? Uh, one of Paul love. Love. Uh, there's a saying I think, but I, I, I forgot it. But yeah, love in everything that we do, and I'm agreeing you with. I, I agree with you in that. And just to, to bring it back to apologetics, well, that well, that verse. Um, is the verse you're on about Corinthians 13 oh well about being a ganging a clanging clanging <laughs> clanging symbol a yeah, ganging claw that's what that's what that's what somebody I think that's what I think, and I, 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 I think I had a first time experience because before I was a Christian I would I was so interested in apologetics that I was actually like on a non-stop roll trying to convince some of my school friends but I wasn't even a Christian myself I just loved the idea of destroying somebody mentally which is evil and not Christian at all. I had no love, okay? And I was a perfect example of a clanging symbol, okay? But now that we have love and I have an understanding of love and having studied it for our, from our love episode, like, it unites and divides also. Like, as an ocean should, it has its rises, it has its storms. The, the, the storms of love that flip, arguments between spices, fallouts between fathers and sons um, God being tested you know people not believing in him people ignoring people brushing him away keeping him I don't want any of that I like to live my life I like to be my own God that is the storms of love and that's where Christians must sail right in the heart of it because that's what Jesus did Jesus came right down to earth he came from heaven to earth down it wasn't an upgrade it was a downgrade and because he did that then what does he do next well he dies for us as well that's unconditional that, that's that is beautiful grace and love and so we must mirror that but you don't sail into a storm without being well equipped you know you don't sail into a storm without knowing how like obviously the ship works without knowing the names of the crew hands so you can shout on them and call on them so that they can get onto the sails they can control the 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 the, the boat they can make sure that they survive that storm and through that preparation all right is a place one of those one of those people on that ship is apologetics another one is emotional intelligence and love i think is the whole reason why we built the ship in the first place because it's an ocean and i think that's as a Christian's duty to seal across that and the reason I say this is because you know in recent history we just had this big thread of militant atheism that sort of like died out a wee bit now right Mm -hmm. 
you know the Richard Dawkins yeah. style and uh, Chris Fritchin style of like militant atheism and then that was met with militant style like Christianity mm-hmm. where we're just missing the point of of like the purpose of Christianity and I just I don't like it, right? I didn't like it. It's it's not it's not right. It was a div- it was more of a divide than anything. Yeah, yeah, and you think about it, especially in America right now, right, with conservatives and uh, mm-hmm. Democrats. Democrats. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. <laughs> it's like it's a it's a disgrace. Mm-hmm. It's appalling. Yeah. It's the opposite of love. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't I don't care who what side of the aisle are on. It's not loving. The love is supposed to be the thing that unites two worlds, but keeps, but without um, ignoring their individuality, mm. right? Tolerance. Why? Why is God three persons and yet three separate persons? Because mm. he's he represents this aspect of love mm. that brings together, that but does not destroy mm. in the bringing of together. Okay. Why is heaven and earth uniting through Jesus? It's that's what love supposed. That's what love is, the uniting of worlds without destruction mm-hmm. of both of them to create something new. They're the same. They're, you know, they're not. It's not like heavens well, having the mold that's weird shape into the. You know. I think it's worth to say that there's no. Love is not sort of acceptance and what it is known sort of today as I said that you know the sort of love everyone is only the surface like this idea that oh you can oh you can do whatever just don't offend anyone oh, I respect your opinion the whole time I think that's also like a big sort of enemy of Christians at the minute oh you're a Christian well I respect that that's so awesome that you believe that like that's actually such a hard barrier to get across you could you could literally read the entire bible to someone and they go oh that's lovely you believe that that's really cool I don't personally do that that is like a brick wall to Christians. Like, we're like, how do I penetrate that? Love is not an acceptance, love is tolerance, you know? And um, as you said, I 100% agree that it's a uniting factor, 100%. Like, another reason why it's a sea is because it unites confidence. You can get from the here to England without crossing an ocean. It's, it, it, it's a connection thing, all right? But it's when people deny it, it's when people don't believe people deserve to have that um, that connection, that ocean, that love. And that's where I think the true problem relies on. I mean, no, division is come across, it happens when obviously one party says to another party, I don't think you deserve to have this same respect as the people who believe what I think. Christians should not have that um, mentality. And I think you see that a lot with the rivalries between Catholicism and, um, and Protestants just, just, like, they were, we're meant to all you know mirror Christ we're meant to mirror love and yet I mean like, the troubles in Northern Ireland like appalling like division after division after division yeah and there's, there still is that and there still is yeah Kelsey was described like, <laughs> I was like I was like opinions <laughs> Oh, that, was, that was insane that was insane but I, like, I thought it was like obviously it's, it's not as bad as it was but no. like, I thought it was like but it, it's still there it was it's more still than there and a division is always going to be there but that division division is not a place where you need to oh, take your love go somewhere else like division is the holes that you need to fill with love 
but not the love of the world where it says you know acceptance love of the christian love the real love god god is love that kind of love the sacrificial saving grace of love that that kind of love that's what i'm interested in that's what i want to tell people that's what i want to show them it's emotional of course it's emotional it's the most emotional thing and yet the only way to bring that across is with the tools that god has laid out to you and the gifts that he's given to you you know gift of speaking maybe the gift of listening is also very important in terms of love you know like listening is key honestly but just love man love love and beauty love is my answer Nat uh, what do you say as in the conclusion <laughs> what do you mean conclusion to what he said in the, the episode <laughs> well like and I don't mean like the I don't mean that. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I, I do mean that, but not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I think Ben's got it there that love is pretty important. Uh, I think it's safe to say that I'm confused. <laughs> oh. um, not that I get confused, but I just I've never been really good at doing stuff just straight off the bat like I'd have to go write it up first um, but you yeah, know I think Ben made good points there and Josh and that is like uh, the example of the viewer everyone's like yeah I agree with Nat here I'm confused we should just have Nat all the time I don't know like what they're talking about yeah, as a live as a, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I prefer, I, prefer the, I prefer the listening I think a live audience listening is key we've got a live audience guys you just like in the studio just the guy <laughs> I thought you guys were going to join yeah. in right um, is that boo boo Ben get off the stage no alright <laughs> anyway that about wraps up yeah that episode are we going to call this an inquiry to love number two or what? Awesome. Uh, no, it was about apologetics. It was, it was about, about apologetics. previously. That disappeared words. <laughs> we went, where's apologetics? And I'm like, nowhere. We need love. Where's apologetics uh, in the future? Well, the love. missing ingredient. Yeah. Right. Love nah. Right, yeah. So as always, folks, um, if you want to give a wee like, no, not if you want to, you will like and you will subscribe and you will download. That's an order. Yeah, that's. Forget free will. You're getting commanded to do this. Notification yeah. bell as well. We love Why? you. Is that serious? <laughs> yeah, love, yeah. love. Comment. <laughs> Comment. It's the it's the correct thing to do. Comment. Yes, oh, actually. Yeah. It would be loving <laughs> to leave a comment so as that well. We can destroy you with apologetics. Yes. And no. In a loving manner. In a loving manner. Yes. Corinthians. Right. Right. Goodbye. Have a good day. Bye bye. Goodbye.